shut up out there. So. All right. <laughs> We're here for Chimp Chat and Chill. Hey, what do you think uh, our friend Kim Sherman's been up to lately, Nick? <laughs> I don't know. I would hazard a guess that possibly making short films. You're right. As a matter of fact, she's doing or just wrote and directed her own dark comedy adventure of a young dog walker um, and after she discovered one of her clients has died. I wonder if it's a person or a dog that died. But uh, the film is called Dog Walker. It's by our friend Kim Sherman. You can check it out on Vimeo. And there's an interview about the film there, too, on the Vimeo blog. Yeah, I actually have seen it. Not the, the interview, but the film, and it's super enjoyable. It's really well made and really well cast. Um, so I dug it. I think you guys should check it out. We can probably put a link to it in our show notes. That feels like a thing we could do. In our what? Show notes? Is that a thing? Oh, I thought you said show nuts. In our show nuts, too. Yeah. Okay. So, Nick, um, who are we? Uh, we are Crown Chimp. Uh, we do video production. We do creative work. We work in television and film, and we enjoy each other's company sometimes. I would say so. And uh, <laughs> so today there's five of us here at Crown Chimp. I'm going to introduce everyone in a moment. But Nick, I'm still focusing on you because you like to be the center of attention as a director. That's not true. It's true. It's not true. Um, why do you think people should listen to us on this podcast? Uh, you know, honestly, I don't know. There's like, <laughs> there's like so many other podcasts and we've, you know, talked about whether we want to do this or not. And I think part of it though is like, we have some opinions on some things and we enjoy it. And if you want to listen to it, listen to it. If not, there's plenty of other good stuff to listen to, but we hope you like us and hopefully we get better as we go forward. I think so. So that's, yeah. that's the shittiest yeah, way it, of uh, promoting. It was us. the opposite of a ringing endorsement. Yeah. Yeah. Really bad. Well, I don't know. I've heard the podcast before, so it's hard for me to like promote it. Well, yeah, we have a unique <laughs> perspective as an independent film crew on lots of topics. Um, today we're going to talk about. Well, if that's what you wanted me to say. You should have just told me that. I know. Today we're going to talk about film school or not. So you met Nick Duarte. He's the director here at Crown Chimp and founding. Father. <laughs> and this giggler over here to my right is our newest member. Yay! Margot! How do you pronounce your last name, Margot? Barrera. Nice. <laughs> okay, so Margot, tell us about yourself. She, you are currently now our line producer, or just we can call you a producer in general. Yes. <laughs> but line producing is a specialty of yours. Um, what, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you know us? I actually went to school with Nick and for a short period of time and I moved to Los Angeles and I've been working out of there and I've done a couple of short films and a couple of um, branded content with Nick mm -hmm. and I have a background in producing and as well I've had a background in casting and in reality television. Nice. And uh, are you, what are you currently working on? We were just talking about a writing project. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, I'm working on a pilot for a, I hate the term dramedy, but <laughs> I can't quite put another name to it. So it's a comedy, I guess. Drew hates that term too. Um, Look at his face. <laughs> I guess so. He's about to shoot darts at me. Um, it's called The New 20. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's about all the things that you didn't get to do in your 20s while you're 
an old thirty-year-old <laughs> something. Old and thirty. Old and thirty. Yeah, Drew um, agrees, and so Drew <laughs> Drew's a writer producer, all around wacko, and he's wearing a funner summer shirt. Can you tell us about yourself, Drew? How did you get started with Crown Chimp? Pass. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> I auditioned for a 23-year-old Nicholas Ew. years and years and years ago. Uh-huh. And we uh, we fell in love, and it's been oh. a whirlwind <laughs> Ever heterosexual creative romance since then. Very cool. Um, it's been nine years or so, eight years, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I enjoy all the uh, all the ancillary accoutrements of people that we all work with, and it's uh, it's wonderful. Do you refer to people as accoutrements? I sure did. I don't think you have full uh, understanding of that word. I don't. I think most you don't. Ah. So, and then we have Mike Clark, mm. our sound guy. <laughs> Mike, what title do you like? Sound engineer, sound designer, like, sound guy. I like director of audiography. I bet you do. <laughs> 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 that says enough about Mike. <laughs> no, what, what were you just working on? You had a feature you're working on now, or? Um, I'm editing, I'm doing the sound design, Foley, Final Mix and uh, a couple more things for a feature I shot in Los Angeles with Will Turner um, last April. Um, and I'm Sonia Campbell. I'm moderating the podcast. I still am. A, I don't know who's uh, D I have to S to not be associate anymore, but I'm associate producer <laughs> here at Crown Chimp and a writer. Um, I have a script that I've been working on for a while. Um, it actually is about some, based on some of the people in this room. Um, Margo, maybe I should write your character in there now. You should. <laughs> I have a horror comedy that I'm writing uh, and, and working on whatever comes along. A horridy? A horridy. <laughs> the topic today is film school or not. So let's, um, let's get into this. This is a really common question that people who are in high school or college or any age even kind of just going, hey, I want to be a filmmaker or some aspect of filmmaking, but I don't know if I should get some education or not. I mean, anything that's uh, artistic, it's kind of weird to think, like, do I need training and do I need to pay for it and what route do I take? And here in Tucson, a lot of us started at Pima Community College. U of A didn't have any good, didn't have a film program at that time, Mm -hmm. back in the mid-90s. And um, now I think they have a pretty good film school. And um, no, okay, maybe not. <laughs> I think they do. I think, I think they have they great have film one. students yeah. for sure. Um, and the guys talked there not long ago to U of A. And is this a question that that they had while they're going to school for you guys? Like when you were talking to them, like should I even be in film school or should I be studying film? Or are they just gung ho about it? Yeah, I've I think probably more so than any other question for you know people 17 or people just looking to you know get into this career has been the film school or not and mm-hmm. I think a big part of that is because we have these these figures that have achieved some sort of um, like mythological status you know especially like somebody like Tarantino or that, okay. that skipped film school that didn't go to film school yeah uh, then it creates this thing of wait I'm I'm amazing. I don't have to spend all this money. I don't have to go to film school. I can be one of these people that studies on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's always this, I think this this question for anybody that's interested in film, is it worth the time and money to go to school or right. is there an alternative way to do it? Especially now 
that everything's become so democratized. Oh, yeah. And you can take so many different online classes. You can learn everything on YouTube. Yeah. You know, you can buy used equipment. Um, you know, there's not the same exact questions. Like, I remember thinking, oh, I have to move somewhere that has a good school. How am I going to afford it? <laughs> and what do I even want to do specifically? I didn't know. Um, I know with my route, I decided just to start doing it. Um, I really was interested in special effects makeup, so that's how I got started, mm -hmm. by just doing it. But I did start uh, at Pima for like a year and then left. So for me, I think it's a personal decision, but um, I don't think, did any of us, Margo did. Yeah, I actually went the Pima Community College route first, mm -hmm. and then I transferred over to University of Arizona. Um, where I got most of like my training, you know, like hands-on training for film and cameras and lighting and all of that um, through Pima because I ended up getting the BA at University of Arizona because BFA was a lot more expensive. Mm -hmm. And so I just got my BA in producing like, mm -hmm. television and, yeah, and film. Yeah, and I've, I, we have interns and friends that are finishing up there. Um, they seem to have learned quite a lot. I mean, more than I knew at that age, for sure. Uh, but that wasn't particularly in my study. I think they're getting a well-rounded education. But for someone like me, I'm just not, I'm not interested in studying other subjects. <laughs> so that's my issue. Why Mike, not you mine? went to film school, right? At the UA? Yeah. Did you finish that? Uh, yeah, I finished. Uh, I started at Pima and transferred over after I got my AA at Pima. I went to get the BFA at the U of A, um, but uh, I stepped out of the BFA program just because it was a uh, basically a duplicate, except less hands-on than what I experienced in high school. So mm. my high school... High school film education gave me a lot more than my college film education. That's really interesting because I've, I've had conversations with you before and you talk about, when you refer to a mentor figure, you talk about your high school teacher as yeah. that figure for you. Yeah, Mr. Hager, you met him once mm -hmm. and then I believe I introduced him to Drew at the I Dream in Widescreen. Um, he taught me and, or Will and not myself, uh, uh, a lot about film, but basically the biggest impact he had on me, at least, was the fact that he introduced me to all that filmmaking could be. It wasn't necessarily that he taught me, but he just sparked my interest in it more than anything else, and so that's how I, that's how I really picked it up. Yeah, and were you always interested in sound? No, I started off doing camera, and then uh, when I ran into sound issues on a documentary I was making in high school, my teacher said, well, why don't you learn about microphones? And so I did a, read a textbook on microphones and picked it up and then picked up sound and threw away the camera. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think with producing, there's just, you're kind of jack of all trades. So, like, Drew, how would you say that you really got more education for what you do now, um, you know, you write, produce, and come up with creative. And what was your route through school? You did go to the U of A, didn't you? Yeah, I went to the U of A. Um, this was before there was a film program. So I was a mm -hmm. theater major as an actor. Um, I think that something, the big differentiator for me of film school versus not is university versus what amounts to a vocational school. 
you're going to a film school where it really is a film-centric study and that's all you're doing as if you were going to be a, a welder or you're going to be a you know, acrobat, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going for that versus going to a university where you mm -hmm. get a wide range of experience, you interact with a lot of people. It's not just people that are filmmakers, it's people in the real world. So I can definitely see the benefit of, of both of those. Right. Um, that being said, if it's just a straight-up film school, I, mm -hmm. I, I feel like if you're going because you want to go, not for someone else, right? then do it. Um, just listen to your own internal compass because a lot of people do it because they, they're told they should or to make someone else happy or to for any number of reasons. But if, if you truly feel like you need to be there, then you probably should be there. Same mm -hmm. with the university. But if, if you go, oh, that's really what I want to do, and this is going to be great for me, then it probably is. Uh, my my mm -hmm. path was university and then um, did the Second City Conservatory and some other acting, uh, much stuff in Chicago, uh, which taught me to be a person as much as it did uh, taught me the craft of, of writing and acting and I mm -hmm. think being in tune and, and being aware with not so much what you want to do with your life because that's such a, a heady big question even even now like what do you want to do with your life I don't know make make a, a, a movie <laughs> no, <laughs> right like you really it, it, it's not so much knowing the end goal it's knowing what you really do enjoy and what you really don't yeah. Um, and taking an honest appraisal of, like, you don't have to declare what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Right. So you have to figure out what you enjoy tomorrow. Sure. Like, I'm not going to wake up and go edit, <laughs> you know, edit a, a, a short film because I, cause I'd rather get, I would rather get a, a root canal <laughs> than, than have to edit something. But I know that if I wake up tomorrow and write something, I'm going to love it, no matter what it is, even if it's copy for you know, real life baby dolls that breathe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just being aware of, of your own passion and your own, what, what invigorates you and doesn't drain you. Right. And I think to, to that degree going off of that is this, um, a lot of it comes down to how you learn too. Right. I mean, if you look at sure. the, the first few years of your career, it's all about building a foundation mm -hmm. and everybody learns in different ways. So I, I, I think the big thing to understand is Unless you're going in to be uh, work at you know any type of entertainment law or representation, or you're trying to work through the back end of the studio system, a <laughs> degree <laughs> a degree really doesn't serve a great deal of purpose. Mm -hmm. What you need out of those first few years, though, is the uh, the understanding of the theory of filmmaking, the technical knowledge of filmmaking, and you need to be able to start making those connections, whether those are peer mm -hmm. connections or connections with people. Uh, that can offer you work in the future. And so right. I, I think a lot of it comes down to, though, how do you learn? What is the best way that you take in this knowledge and the best way that you can prepare yourself for that actual career? Definitely. Yeah. Um, do you have... Actually, yeah, I think going off of like what Drew and Nick have both said, I think for me, like my experience, I didn't have the resources to, you know, get my own camera. And at the time I was going to school, like, yes, there was still film. Um, <laughs> I definitely could not afford that. <laughs> And it was just when it was that transition between film and video. Yeah. Um, and so for me going to school, I was able to get that hands-on experience and get, you know, all that equipment, access to that equipment. So I was able mm -hmm. to do stuff. Actually going into it, 
I was like, oh, I'm going to be a director. Like, that's what I want to do. And because in class we have to serve many different positions, like in films and in other student films, I actually found out that I was good at producing and I liked mm -hmm. that. And so I completely changed my calling and mm -hmm. headed on to producing. So that I think is a good thing. And I think you hit on something uh, really interesting is just the, uh, the financial component of it yeah. too, mm -hmm. is that yeah, equipment costs um, outrageous. Uh, yeah, and if you if you're trying to do this on your own, you're going to have to make mm -hmm. financial investments. And if you're trying to do it through school, you're absolutely going to have to make financial investments unless you're able to get a grant or a scholarship or mm -hmm. uh, you know somebody is going to be your benefactor and pay for you. Uh, which in any of those cases, then that's fantastic and go after that. Don't apologize for it. Uh, but I think that's a really big component that you have to keep in mind that this is going to become if you go to school that loan debt is going to become a part of your life and a monthly payment and it's going to become a very real thing yeah. unless you're Drew and just <laughs> blow it off. Seven years goes away. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I remember when I first was looking at like, what do I really want to do? How do I follow this path? It was very daunting. They only accepted 18 people a year in the liberal arts program at the time. I wanted to get into art direction. So I just started reading books about art direction and trying to figure out a path. And for art direction, I would say school is a great idea. Um, also, I was really interested in cinematography, started looking at how much lenses cost, and I was like, never mind. <laughs> how, how come you think um, for art direction? Um, because I think there's more to just, um, you know, there's, there's if you want to be in an art director on a feature film, it's good to be well-rounded in lots of different aspects mm -hmm. of filmmaking. Um, I think that was what I was looking at at that time. Um, I wasn't considering an indie path until a little bit later, and that changes everything. Like, when, I think there's two schools of thinking, really. Um, either you're an indie, or like a true indie, or... Um, or an alley. Right. Or you're like, I am definitely going to work, live in um, LA and be union or I, I have this specific interest or I want to be this or that or you know you, you're either going to go straight and narrow or you're just going to go eh, I'm going to freelance whatever I want to do so my path ended up being what do I actually want to do and I you know I, I chose effects makeup and I just apprenticed and reached out to people you have to have audacity to go out there and ask people can I just go ahead and do this I'm interested in doing this like would it be okay if I worked on your film for free do that for a while and get experience through actually working on sets. So, I mean, people always kind of ask, like, for makeup, for instance, do I need to go to makeup school, you know, or do I need a cosmetology license? The answer is no, not really. You can become almost anything in the filmmaking world that you want to be without film school. Or... <laughs> you can go to film school and still do that. So uh, it really does depend on how you learn and who you are, what kind of person you are. If you're more of a, you know, like a Lloyd Kaufman trauma sort of make your own damn movie on uh, Quentin Tarantino school of thought, Robert Rodriguez, you know, all those kind of people you think of who just went for it. Or if you're more straight and narrow, like, well, I guess like Spike Lee, you know, like I, I went to film school and then. Well, the crazy thing I was, when I, I was thinking about this before, uh, we came in and started recording is that the vast majority of filmmakers went to film school um, like, I mean, You're talking I don't about directors? Are, I, I would say across the board or film I would say filmmakers but you're talking in general, about anybody that's in the in the industry earning a living mm -hmm. I would say the vast, vast majority, majority of them did go to film school mm -hmm. um, 
So there is something to be said about that. And I think a big part of that, though, is the is that kind of peer connection yeah. and reaching mm-hmm. out and finding those mentors and finding people who will be able to hire you on. Mm-hmm. Which in like your story, Sonia, like mm-hmm. you you can still create a version of that for yourself. Um, you yeah. know, you just go out and you start asking people and there there's a version of that where you say, you know what, the money I was going to spend on school, I'm going to spend to go live in LA for two years and just PA for free for everybody. And there, that's another way that you can go off and you can make these connections. But I think a big part of it is uh, just kind of getting plugged in with the right people at the right time. Right. That's actually how, I mean, I got my first job on a film. It was a classmate of mine. He got offered like a PA position and he couldn't do it. So he thought of me and connected me to the right people and then I got that job and then mm-hmm. from that job I ended up getting the next and so on and yeah. so forth mm-hmm. and it's like and it's, it is through those connections and mm-hmm. a lot of the times um, whatever college you went to they'll have like in LA or New York or things like that they'll have divisions of people who have moved to those places and they'll have like meetups like on Facebook or things like that and you guys just kind of connect again and then it's like hey I'm actually here in LA it's like oh great like let's get you a next job or something like that and that's actually what happened to me when i moved to la too Mm -hmm. so i went to like a u of a meetup and i connected with a bunch of people that i went to school with and i got my first la job there Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely about asking around Mm -hmm. seeing who does what and what you can you know make out of those connections on your own at first if if you Either way, really, whether you go to school or not, I think yeah. that's really important. I mean, education but, is like a lifelong thing, too. Like, you're going to have to do yeah. independent study for the rest of your life. For sure. So that mm-hmm. part of it is always going to be there. Right. There's always something to learn, and there's yeah. always new technology coming out. And, you know, like with what some of the projects are working on, trying to research things that just don't have answers yet because yeah. there's so much unknown with new media. Um, but I think, you know, I would say bottom line is do exactly what you really want to do. <laughs> if you like school, then go. If you don't, then don't. But don't not continue to, you know, try to figure out how to get into filmmaking, um, even if it means just doing things completely on your own, you know, whatever it is pretty much whatever it takes to to do that i would say you know something like hearing um majority of successful filmmakers went to school that could be kind of discouraging to some people that aren't interested in going to college you know um but they've got to think about there's also a group of directors and really huge box Mm -hmm. office you know big box office directors like you mentioned with tarantino everybody says that but you just you have to look at the entire picture of it Mm -hmm. yeah you know, I mean, the the reason why the vast majority of filmmakers went to film school is because if you, it, it's not, um, I don't think it's causal to that degree. I don't think you, in order to be a successful filmmaker, you don't have to go to film school. Yeah. However, if you are going to film school, chances are you're going to continue that career path, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're going to one of the more serious ones. It's true. It's very focused. Yeah. Yep. So the bottom line is if you have money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, just get a bunch of money. Just get a why don't you just have money, stupid? Yeah. That's how you become a filmmaker. No. <laughs> All right. Well, uh that pretty much <laughs> wraps up our discussion on film school or not. Uh Make up your own freaking mind. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't ask us. Just uh, you know, figure it out. Follow your heart. Or I'm done. glad we didn't I get any know. solutions to the question. It's like, hey. Yeah, well, I mean, it, like no, Drew said, it comes down be. to the individual. It comes exactly. down to you. Yeah. You know? 
and try everything. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid sure. to try anything because you never know what's going to resonate and be the thing that you really love, not just the thing you think you love. Exactly. You know, I think I love cinematography, but really I love being a Foley artist or yeah. whatever. Or a writer. Mm-hmm. Or a writer, yes. Yeah, so and that's a whole other thing, whether well, you're going to go to school or not. Or a biochem engineer, or a, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may find out you're just a really big film fan, yeah. but you don't actually enjoy the process of filmmaking. Uh, such yeah. an we meet those people all the time. Yeah. They they want to come work on set and then they're bored all yeah. day. <laughs> and they want to have real jobs and make a consistent paycheck. And <laughs> such an, uh, it takes so much audacity to declare declare you're a filmmaker. Yeah. And like what I have to say is so important that the world will yeah. pay me to save it. Honest, <laughs> no. Honestly, you have to be a little bit delusional, and I think that's an important trait and not a. Like, unless you're actually, um, you know, like a schizophrenic, it's, <laughs> it's an important trait to have. Um, when I say that positively, I mean what other people might say is hope or having dreams. I'd say it's delusional. <laughs> yeah. no, I think you're, you're like totally right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do drugs. No, don't do that. No. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're an adult. Do whatever you want. <laughs>